excited for all of us. God's got something for every single one of us. It's our job. It's our responsibility to press in and receive the word that he has for us. All right? Because the word's coming for us. Why? Because we all need to grow. We all need to mature in one area. And if it's not that area, it's another area. And tonight, we're going to be looking at from selfish to selfless to selfless, right? It's a selfie era. It's all about self right now, self-care, self-interest, self-promotion. But let me tell you, let me tell you, a selfish life is an unsatisfied life. A selfish life is, it's never content. It's never enough. There's never enough, right? With Pinterest, it's getting crazy, right? I'm just saying, just saying, if you're a bazillionaire and a trizillionaire, go for it. Go for it. We got people living lifestyles that they have not earned, that they're in debt. Come on. You've got wedding. Why? Because you got on a Pinterest board, and now you need, you need a dress more expensive than the car you own. It's out of control. Why? Because we're keeping up with the Joneses. We're keeping up with the Kardashians. We're keeping up with whoever, whatever you're following. We're keeping up with them. What? That's not our life. We're not supposed to be just like the world. We're not supposed to act just like the world. And we need to go from being selfish to selfless. Because in a selfless life is a satisfied life. Why? Because we're living for Jesus. We say that our life belongs to him, but do our actions? And I'm just saying, nobody, nobody get quiet. It's already, we just started, and it was like, come on, shake it off. Shake it off, receive what God has, and let's grow, right? We're going from selfish to selfless. How are we going to do that? Because we're going to imitate Christ. The only way that we're going to get rid of this selfish, right, you come out of the womb selfish. You don't care that your mom just pushed you out of her body. You don't care. You come out like, ah! feed me, woman. Ah! Change me. Hug me. Hold me. Kiss me. Love me. That's why you come out screaming. But you don't say it all sweet like that. You say, ah! and there she is. There she is. Woo, epidural or not, however she got you out, she done been carrying you for all them weeks. Woo, water, water, water. She done put on all that water weight because of you. And what do you care? You don't care. You say, feed me, change me. We come out of the womb screaming. But what happens is that if nobody teaches us, nobody comes and disciples us, we act that way forever. We act that way. God, give it to me. God, save me. God, help me. We're acting like that toddler. God, feed me. God, take care of me. God, take care of this. God, fix this. God, fix that. And he says, I've given you all the tools in the word of God. You just need to mature. You need to grow up. You need to apply the word. Right? That's why we need parents. We need parents that rise up and use correction in a godly way. Come on. You know why? Because parents are embarrassed. You go, I was at Costco. I was at Costco. There's, because we're going to camp, man, let me tell you, our snack game is strong. We got snacks on snacks on snacks. 
Everything that you're not supposed to eat, we got it. Moms out there, I'm sorry, but it's camp. We got camp life, right? Yes. So it's going to be a good time, but I'm, I'm at Costco, and there's this mom and a little girl, and this little girl's like, I don't even know what she wanted. She wanted something. She probably wanted all my snacks. <laughs> I looked like I had so much snacks. The lady who, who um, saw my receipt, she's like, you're going to have fun. I'm like, it's that teen life, you know, that teen life. You got to feed them the teen food. But anyways, the girl just kept screaming. And because the mom was so embarrassed, she was just kind of like pretending like the daughter wasn't screaming. And then she's like, okay, 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 like, we'll go get what you want. They were already in line. They were behind me. And I'm, I'm just like, because the mom was being actually selfish and caring what everybody thought of her, she didn't take that opportunity to be selfless and correct the daughter and give her instruction and give her wisdom and give her actual love and give her actual care and say, no, you can't have that right now. No, that's not, you can't have that girl's shopping cart. <laughs> Let me tell you, I can't have that shopping cart. We'd, I'd be sick if I ate all the Pop-Tarts, Rice Krispie Treats, Goldfish, Cheez-Its, like whatever was in the cart, it, it, was, it was looking like Candyland, okay? That's why. So, of course, she was screaming. But I'm just saying the opportunity because love corrects, and God's word corrects us, and he guides us, and he says, no, you can't have all that. Why? Because you're going to get a tummy ache. No, you can't eat all that because we don't need Costco-sized Oreos. She's going to a camp with a ton of teens. We don't need that in our house, right? I'm just saying, it's so easy to be selfish, and even as a parent, to be like, you're worried about what everybody's thinking about you, rather than taking the time to correct, to love your child and correct them. No, you can't have that, right? We're imitators of Christ, followers of Jesus. That's who we are. That's who we are, right? Not just in words, but in actions, in actions. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 through 2, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. He's saying, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, right? Mimic me as I mimic Christ. We are followers of Jesus, right? So we're just going to do what he did. We're going to do what Jesus did. Jesus, what did he do? Preach, teach, and heal. Jesus walking around, preaching, teaching, healing. Everywhere I go, I go to the grocery store, somebody starts telling me their story. I go to the doctor, the nurse is telling me the story. Preaching, teaching, can I pray with you? Just all kinds of different opportunities that happen, can I pray with you? Just be the light, be the example. Why? Because we're imitators of Jesus, and we don't care what people think about us. We become selfish when we care if people if we prayed right, if, if we're going to be able to do this, uh, I, 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 I can't talk to others about Jesus. I, 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 I. Do you know how selfish that is? You have the light. You have, you're the salt. You have God's love, God's goodness, God's mercy. You've got love, life, teaching in you that you need to get out. It's time to be selfless and stop caring about what everybody thinks. It's such a freeing life when you don't care what anybody thinks about you. You don't care if you make a mistake because you know you're going to get back up. You don't care if people are judging you because you have an understanding that there's something going on in their life. Someone told me 
You're not intimidated by people. Like, I see you in all these different situations and circumstances and meeting new people. You're not intimidated by people. How come? And I said, because everybody has a story. And I want to find out what it is. Everybody's got a story. I don't need to be intimidated by somebody who's great. You've got a story. Let me find out what it is. I don't need to be intimidated by somebody who has more, has less. I've never met them. If they're going to think I'm cool, if they're going to think I know enough of the word, if they're going to think I pray right or I pray wrong, whatever. I don't care. Why? Because they're somebody. They're God's child. They have a story. And most people, they just want you to hear who they are because they're trying to find out who they are. I know who I am. I know who I am in Christ. So my affirmation doesn't come from you. My affirmation comes from the word. It comes from the blood of Jesus, right? And when you're secure in that, you become less selfish. And let me tell you, I'm a work in progress. I'm over here preaching the word, but let me tell you, it's coming for me. It's coming for me too. This is something forever we will be pursuing selflessness, right? We're followers of Jesus. We do what he did. Jesus is the ultimate example of selflessness. Jesus is the one in whom we pattern our life like. So what we do in the Christian world sometimes in church, we're here at Love Life, we're followers of Jesus. We're imitators of Jesus. So our life is our example in the building and outside of these four walls, right? Outside of the four walls of our home. In our workplace, we're followers and imitators of Jesus, right? At the mall, we're followers and imitators of Jesus. On your social media, come on, we're followers and imitators of Jesus. Don't be a follower of the crowd. Don't be a follower of what's trending on TikTok. Why? Because everybody's doing it, I need to do it. No, you don't. You're wasting your life. You're wasting your life doing what? Being consumed. Ugh, it gets on my, ugh. Because there's an algorithm chasing you, telling you what to do. That algorithm, it knows when you spend money, when you don't. When you're on TikTok, when you're not. It knows when you're happy. It knows what you're sad. It knows what you're going to do. It knows when you're lonely. Come on, sending you, ooh, who's there, who's that? It's sending you pictures. It's sending you TikToks. It's sending you videos. It's sending you, and you think you're having an original thought. You think you came up with that on your own. That's your algorithm, sweetie. Let it go. Come on, grow up. We need to mature in the word of God because God has great plans for our lives and we're settling for the algorithm. We're settling for what the world says is okay. We're settling for what the world tells us that we need to be meditating on, what we need to be thinking on, what we need to be pursuing in life. You better get up, wake up, rise up. It's time to, to fulfill God's will. It's time to renew your mind to the word of God and start fulfilling your purpose. What is your purpose? You know that you are born for a mission. Your life has a mission. You need to have a mission statement. Come on, loving God, loving people, loving life. Let's go. That should be your mission statement. Anything you're going through. I love God. I love people. And I love my life. 
It doesn't care if sickness comes. It doesn't care if death comes in the family. You don't care of whatever comes your way. Poverty comes. Come on, sickness and disease comes. Relationships come and go. I love God. I love people. And I love my life. It doesn't matter what the world sends my way. It doesn't matter what pandemic comes. It doesn't matter if I lose my job. I will humble myself, right? Get up, rise up, and know that God has a greater plan. That God, this is a lesson. Come on, I'm going to learn from this, this season in life. There's just a season. We got to grow through these things. We stay stuck in them, and then we make patterns of the chaos that comes. And we mimic that chaos for the rest of our life. You're always a job hopper. You're always a relationship hopper. You're always a homie hopper. Why? Because you allow chaos to tell you who you are. You allow that algorithm to make you stay up all night. Next, 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 next. Never satisfied. Never content. And you over here think, oh, no, I'm just making a workout plan. Oh, no, I'm just making a, a, a meal prep. Oh, no, I'm just looking up stuff for my kids. Oh, no, I'm just, how about we stop all of that mess and look at our kids, talk to our kids, walk with our kids, show them what it looks like to love God, love people, and love life. They need to see what it looks like. They need to see parents rise up. But you know what they see? They see their parents on Facebook all the time. All the time. Talk to these kids. Oh, yeah, my mom's on Facebook. She put that on Facebook. I saw that on Facebook. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Look, my gosh. With the face in the book. Get your face out of the book. Come on. Get your face in this book. The word of God. That's what you need. They're always talking, oh, yeah, my mom showed me that on Facebook. She posted that on Facebook, and this is on Facebook, Facebook. It's like, oh, yeah, my mom did it for the gram, did it for the gram. How about you just do it for the fam? Like, let's just do it for the fam. Seriously. And I'm passionate about it because we have a generation older, younger, that are consumed with a device, with an algorithm, and it's so selfish. We got people with back problems, shoulder problems, neck problems. Why? At the dinner table, in bed, this is what's going on. This. Wake up, people. Okay, you guys, shake it off. Not one of us are guilty. Come on, we love life. We love God. We love people and we love our life. I'm just so passionate about this because it's a real issue. It's a real thing. And we're imitators of Christ, and God has so much more for us to live this life and life more abundantly, to have abundance in every area of our life. It starts with, it starts with dying to self. we got to die to self. What does that mean? We die to selfishness. We die to self-centeredness. Come on. We die to self-interest. We let it go, right? We want credit for every little thing. We need credit. We need a shout out. Can I get a shout out? Man, I came, I volunteered, I did this. Can I get a shout out? I went, I fed the homeless, and this is you. For the photo, you're not even interacting with the homeless. You're over here for the photo. How's my lashes? Who cares about your stupid lashes? Are you out there encouraging, uplifting, reaching out? Are you out there just doing it for the gram? Doing it for the gram, doing it for the likes, doing it for the likes. 
you know, because I want to be a person of substance. I'm the light of the world. If you're a person of substance, then you offer people life. You offer people love. You offer people hope. But we can't do that if we don't have life, if we don't have love, if we don't have hope. But here at Love Life, we're full of life. We're full of love. We're full of hope because we're imitators of Christ. We follow Jesus, right? Follow Jesus. We got a generation, everybody owes me something. Oh, yeah, they owe me. The job owes me. Why do they owe you? Because I showed up with that nasty attitude. They don't owe you nothing. Come on. My mom owes me. The teacher owes me. The government owes me. They owe me. The church owes me. God owes me. God, you owe me. Are you kidding me? He gave you everything. He gave you everything. Nobody owes you nothing. But you got to tell yourself that I'm not a toddler anymore. I'm not an infant anymore walking around. Feed me. Love me. Hug me. You owe me. No, we're growing up. We're maturing, right? Need a shout out. We don't need no shout out. Do it for the gram so I can get a shout out. We don't need a shout out. We need to shut up. Come on. We don't need shout out for every little thing. We need to shut up and grow up. We don't need affirmation for every little thing that we do. We need transformation in every little thing that we do. It's not about the affirmation because the affirmation is here and gone. God says, you did it for man, that's your reward. I don't do nothing for man. I don't want no reward. You ain't got nothing to reward me with. My reward comes from the Lord. That's all I care about. At the end of the day, I mean, he's the end game. Let's go. Right before Jesus, my good and faithful servant. That's right. That's right. I'm not perfect, but you chose me. That's right. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I may have recalculated, recalculated a lot of times in my life. Why? Because there's many times that I get selfish. There's many times. There's many times. Do you want to know how many times when I was dealing with chronic pain and sickness and disease for over 15 years? Do you want to know how many times the devil's like, all that you serve God and you're still sick? All that you do for God and you're still sick? Everything you've given your life for and you're still suffering? I would never allow the enemy to win that battle in my mind. I remind him, you're nothing but a mind game. You play mind games and you will never win. You won't win my heart. You won't win in this body. I don't care because my life belongs to the Lord and I am a living sacrifice. I give my life as a living sacrifice to God. Say, do with it as you will. Not my will, your will be done. And through that whole process, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the love of God and the mercy of God and the strength of God. I was empowered with so much strength. And honestly, like now, I look back, and this is crazy, but I wouldn't trade it. (laughs) I wouldn't trade the journey. I wouldn't trade the journey because I look back and I see God 
all along the way, carrying me, watching out for me, watching over me, gracing me, preparing me. I look back and I remind the devil, you won nothing. You're already under my feet. You're already a defeated foe. Come on, let's go. But you have to choose that. I'm no one special. God, God doesn't play favorites. It's available to all of us. Why? Because I didn't need an affirmation from man. I needed transformation from the word. So when those thoughts come, I went to the word. When those thoughts come and those feelings come and all that, what about me, me, me? I reminded myself, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's in laying your life down that you truly find it. But that only happens when you actually do it. You actually get to experience it. I'm like, yes, when Paul says, I urge you, I beg of you, I beseech you. I'm like, yes, Paul, I get you. <laughs> yes, let's do it. We don't need shout outs. We don't need affirmation. We need transformation. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, this is the Amplified. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone, are you an anyone? I'm an anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests. It's not about me. It's not about my kingdom. It's not about my will. And take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come. Jesus says, follow me, believe in me, conform to my example in living. We need to conform to Jesus' example in our life, with our everyday life, not just our Sunday life, our everyday life. And if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Jesus is the one in whom we pattern our life like. Follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Come on, mimic me as I mimic Christ right? We conform to his example. We conform to his words, right? Every day, we got to die to self, to selfishness, to self-centeredness, to self-interest. This is a daily choice. This is a daily decision, right? It's a daily discipline that we will forever be pursuing, forever. None of us got it all together, right? None of us got it all together. It's a process. It's a process of time. It, you know what? Just like when you first started driving and you're like, ah, you just think like every moving car is going too fast. They're like too close to you. If a, you're on the freeway and there's a semi, you're like, ah, the semi is like sucking you in. It almost feels like whatever, you know, and then you're, before you know it, you all gangsta style, like, what up? Stop it. Some of these kids, I like drive by, and they're like so far back, I can't even barely see your little head. I'm like, Get, what are you doing? Who drives like that? I ain't going to say no names, but yeah, you know who you are. It's like, it's a thug's life. Get up. <laughs> it's a hug life. Get up. Come on. You give me a hug, girl. I drive. I'm short. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like a pretty short person. So I drive where I can hold on. <laughs> And go. <laughs> I like to fly. But anyways, uh, we're not talking about me right now. But yeah, take off the old man. 
And my first car was a stick ship. My first car was a stick ship. Shout out to, you know, talking about all the shout outs to Mama G and Pastor Larry. Hooked me up with a car. I had freedom. I was riding my bike to church. And I was so thankful for that car. I didn't care. I didn't have good AC. I was not in the sun in a bike. It was in a vehicle. But it was a stick ship. And so it's just funny because even now, I'm like, I have my hand. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have an automatic. But I'm just saying that's what it comes like with the word of God and renewing your mind. At first, it's like so hard. And you're trying to remind yourself, I'm a new creation. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm the head and not the tail. And then all of a sudden, you're just sitting back. Yeah. You're applying God's word, and it comes more naturally. You drive on the freeway, you ain't scared of everybody. You're driving on the freeway, you gone. Yeah, let's go. You're already on the other side of town. Because that's how it is, applying God's word. You're like, God did it for me then, he'll do it again. He did it for me then, he'll do it again. And again, and again, and again, let's go. That's how God's word is. And you're building up your faith, and you're building up that experience. You're coming to know the Father through personal experience, through personal relationship with his word. Your faith is growing. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing. What are you hearing? The word of God. If you're not hearing the word of God, your faith is building in something else. Your faith is building in wanting and wanting and wanting what they got. And needing and needing and needing what they have. And desiring. And get a job. Get a job, work out, eat less. You can have it. You can have it. You got to work for it. You got to earn it. Anyways, don't get me started on that. We got to take off the old way of doing things. Right? We have to take off the old way of doing things, and we have to make an exchange for God's way of doing things. So we don't just take off and take out the old way of thinking, and then we're blank. We don't know how to do anything. We don't know our name. No. We take out the old way of doing things, and we've got to put in God's way of doing things. Paul said in Ephesians 4.22, that regarding your previous way of life, everybody say previous. Your previous way of life. You. Who? You. You put off your old self. Who? Pastor puts off your old self? Your mom? Your parents? Your spouse? Who puts off your old self? You do. You put off your old self. Completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupt through deceitful desires, and be continually continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And you put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature created in the image of God. Created in the image of God. God's likeness, come on, in the righteousness and holiness of truth. Living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. You're putting on that righteousness. What does that mean? That you're getting an understanding of your right standing with God. Your right standing with God, right? Our fallen human nature is all consumed with self. All consumed with self. How many times are you thinking about yourself? All day. All day. If you have no life, you're thinking about you. 
what you're going to eat, what you're going to do, what you're going to wear, where you're going to go, what you're going to watch, what you're going to play, who you're going to talk to, what they're going to say, what you're going to do, and what you're going to say, and then what you're going to do, and where you're going to go. And Like, there's so much more to life than just self. There's so much more to life than just self, right? But we have to take off the old nature, and we have to put on the new nature created in God's image, God-like, and his righteousness, and his holiness. Come on. God calls us holy, living in a way that expresses our gratitude to God for our salvation. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Jesus. It is great. Holy Spirit, have your way, way, way. Yes, every day, every day we choose to live a life that's Christ-like. We have to have courage to have good character, right, and integrity through following the example of Jesus. That's where we look to because everybody is going to disappoint you. I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fail. I will get back up, let me tell you. I will always get back up, but I'll disappoint you. But you know who never will? Jesus. God's word never fails, never fails, right? Your life is not your own. You belong to God. I'm God's kid. I belong to him. That's right. You are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are Christ's representatives. We're his ambassadors, right? We represent Jesus here on this earth. We have a purpose. You've got a mission. You've got so much to fulfill. There's so much vision, right? With a selfless, fun, free life. We've got to serve God with our everyday life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 20 through 21, Therefore, we are Christ's representatives, and through us, God is calling you. We beg you on behalf of Christ to become reunited with God. God had Christ, who was sinless, take our sin so that we might receive God's approval through him. We are Jesus Christ's representatives. We are his hands and feet, right? We have a purpose. We have a purpose to what? Be light, to be love, to be hope. And when we're all consumed with us, we're, we're actually hiding our light. Why? Because we want somebody else to be the light to us. Can it be your turn now? Can it be your turn? No, it's your turn to give what you have. That moment that you give what you have, it'll be multiplied back to you. But we can't wrap our natural mind around that. We say, no, we hoard what we have so that it can be more. And God says, give it away. That word that you have, give it away. That time that you have, give it away. Give and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Come on, bring it on. Yes. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to reunite the world with the word. We're supposed to reunite the world with the Father, with love. We're supposed to reunite them because we've been reunited with the Father. We've experienced his love. And now it's our turn to reunite the world with love with real love, true love, right? We are a living sacrifice. We're not a dead sacrifice. 
You're not a dead cow. Sacrifice to the Lord. You're a living sacrifice. Jesus already died for us, right? Rise up. Let's go. You don't own your own life. You belong to the Lord. And if you say you do, then our actions should follow. Our actions should follow, right? We're living sacrifices. Paul said in Romans 12, 1, this is the Amplified. Therefore, I urge you, I beg of you, I request of you, right? I plead with you, I encourage you, I exhort you, I teach you. But at the end of the day, it's all up to you. It's all up to you. He's begging you, exhorting us, teaching us, showing us, right? What is he doing? Requesting of us. But at the end of the day, we've got to choose to do what? Brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, not your own strength, but by the mercies of God to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourself set apart as a living sacrifice. We are a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to the Lord, right? Which is your rational, logical, intellectual act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, right, any longer with its selfish, superficial values and customs. Don't get caught up in the world system, the world's way of doing things. If it feels good, it's good. No, it's not. The Word tells us what's right and what's wrong. And the Word tells us what is right and what is wrong. But the world wants to tell us there is no right and there is no wrong. But we look to the Word, and that's why we know the truth. And we become securely grounded in that, right? But be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself. Who are you proving it for? Yourself. Not others. You don't need affirmation. You're proving for yourself what the will of God is so that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for your life. We all want to know, is it God's will? Is it God's will? Renew your mind. And you, be, you become confident that you're right smack dab in the will of God. You're right there on track with his will, renewing your mind, right? Paul urges us, and he gives to give, give our lives. You do it. Give your life as a living sacrifice, right? We don't need to die for Christ. He died for us. We need to live for him and die to self, to selfishness, to self-centeredness. Come on, to self-interest. You don't own your life. You don't. We are a living sacrifice. And if you do own your own life, Tell me how that's going, right? It doesn't pay well. Anyways, let's read the same scripture in the Message Bible, Romans 12.1. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, your ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work. Imagine if we added God to our sleeping. Imagine if we added God to our eating. Imagine if we added God to our going to work, walking around, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Here you go, God. It's yours. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you could do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed 
from the inside out, readily recognizing what he wants from you. What's God's will? What's God's will? Renew your mind. Renew your mind. And quickly responding to it. You hear the word, you apply the word. You hear the word and how it affects you in your life, and you apply it. Right? We apply it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. You knew that was coming. Right? To its level of immaturity. That was immature. (laughs) God brings the best out of you. Develops well-formed maturity in you. It's time to grow up and mature. Come on. You're not the center of the universe. And your husband will thank you for waking up to that. (laughs) Your kids, the moms will thank the kids for waking up to that. You're not the center of the universe, right? This is a daily decision, right? Every day we get up, we set the GPS for God's love. We set the GPS, come on, for a selfless attitude. God, let your love be the direction of my life. Let selflessness be the direction of our life, right? Come on. But let me tell you, we set the GPS, but we get off course. Anybody else? We set the GPS. We hear the word. We're like, yes, selflessness, let's go. God's love, let's go. That's the aim of our life. And here we get off aim. What about me? If I don't take care of me, nobody will. God will. Come on. God will. And there goes your GPS, recalculating, recalculating. Take a U-turn at your next left, <laughs> recalculating. You know, you start getting crazy with your, with your loved ones. You start getting crazy. You know inside, the Holy Spirit, recalculating, recalculating. Stop fighting. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Make a U-turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn. But no. You're like, oh, no, I need to get this. I need to get my two cents out. You're about to hear it. Children run. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> recalculating, recalculating, right? Merge on to grace. <laughs> Merge on to grace at the next exit. Merge on to love. Merge on to joy. Come on. Merge on to self-control. Merge, merge, merge. <laughs> you made it. You passed it. Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. This is our life. This is me being honest. This is the truth. God has a standard. And we set our life, we set our focus, we meditate on that standard. But life happens. But let's recalculate. Let's, recal- let's recalculate our focus and focus on God's word, God's love, God's grace, right? Humble ourselves and realize it's not all about me. It's not all about me, right? Humble yourself and ask yourself, how can I help in this situation? You know what? Maybe my boss is going through something. You know, maybe my wife's got a lot on her plate. Imagine if you even just said, is there anything I can help in this situation? Do you know how much pressure and how much that just takes off the situation? Just knowing that somebody's willing to help if they can. Just knowing that somebody's willing to uh, pray with you and agree with you. Just knowing that somebody's there and you're over here like, are you kidding me? You haven't made dinner for how long? You haven't taken care of me? You haven't done this? You haven't done this? Instead, humble yourself. How can I help? in this situation. I know this is a season. I know we're going through something. I know that this is whatever. How can I help you in this season? 
Woo! You want to get your meals cooked? You want to get some loving? There you go, right? How can I help? Imagine parents, your kids. How can I help in this situation? Oh, my goodness. You could get them chores done. You can clean up your chonies off the floor. Come on. You could help this situation. You're making my life a situation. <laughs> just thinking. Just kidding. We had internship, and I love internship. I love having the teens, and it was so awesome. We talked about finances. We talked about life skills that they should have before they move out, like learning. And you know what? It's so funny because I'm like, how many of you guys can cook? Every single one of them. I'm a top chef. I could cook. I could grill. I could do it all. And then I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I need you to vlog you cooking for your family. I need an estimate about how much that meal costs. And, and you know what? You want to know what happened? You want to know what the vlogs came in? Smoothies, eggs, sandwich, salad. I'm like, yo, what happened to, I'm a top chef, let's go. You didn't realize how much your mom and your dad actually do, right? <laughs> you think you're doing it all. This is so funny. One more story. I, I, I'm the cook, okay? So I, don't, I, I can cook when I want to. And so I'm throwing down, we're having Ernesto, um, the grottos, the Escobars, we're just having people over, we're just preparing for what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. And so we cook, like I'm throwing down, and um, they all get there, and I'm like, whoo, whoo, yeah, whoo, you know? And Chate's like, we've been cooking. I was like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? She's like, yeah, we were cooking for you. I'm like, the selfishness came out. We, we, why did you cook? Tell me one thing you cooked. And she said, I held the plate. I held the, the bowl for you. <laughs> she even had an example. <laughs> I was like, okay, guys. I cooked. Shantae held the bowl. <laughs> so I could pour the meat. <laughs> Anyways, right? But Sasha, it's not all about you. It's not all about you. <laughs> But sometimes we want to make it all about us, right? We want to make it all about us. But we need to humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves. You know what? Shout out. Because I couldn't have finished that plate without Shate holding the bowl. Couldn't do it without her. I couldn't do it without her. We're in this together. We are better together. And you know what? We need each other. Jesus says, the first shall be last. Lose your life and you'll gain it. It's better to give than receive. Give and it'll be given to you. The world says self-promotion, self-absorption, self-gratification is a way to a good life. It's never satisfied. It's never enough. Selfishness is never content. Selflessness is when we really, truly find life. And where do we find it? In Jesus. We find it in Jesus. We find it in Jesus. He's got so much for us. We just got to look to him as our example. We got to look to the word and we got to look to Jesus. Amen. I hope you guys received something tonight. I hope you guys, we all got a good whooping, but we also got in good encouragement. I hope I encourage you. I beg with you, right? Come on. I plead with you. I beseech you. Come on. God's got greater for all of us. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you guys. Have a great night. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs>